topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine authentic power. And now here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there and welcome to our show. As always, I've got an amazing guest for you and Rachel Rosenberg is just such a wonderful lady and we're going to have a great talk. Now, as you're listening to this live, I just need to remind you that we are very proud members of B1G1, buy one, give one. So if you comment or ask a question, we will donate on your behalf. If you're listening to the recording and you send me an email, then again, we will donate on your behalf. And it's an amazing organisation. We'll talk about more of that later. But ultimately, it's got projects all over the world. And if you put E in for education and F in um, for food um, to stop people being hungry, um, if you put EN for environment and if you put ED for education, then we will donate to one of those projects on your behalf. So. Today's show, it's really interesting how often I come across people who, when they're talking, they're blaming other people, they're blaming the situation, they're blaming everybody else for the quality of their life. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because ultimately, the only person who has the power to change that is you. So if you look in the mirror, and you see yourself, recognize that you are the leader of your own life and that you have the power to change the quality of your life. If you hand over your responsibility, and it's a theme we've looked at many, many times, but I make no apology for that because it's simply so important. You are the leader of your own life unless you hand over that leadership to somebody else, whether that's your partner, your parents, your children, your boss, the neighbour next door. I have a house angel, my cleaner, Pamela, she's lovely. And she has a mother-in-law who would be the typical mother-in-law that you would see in old comedies. She's negative, she's quite nasty to Pamela at times, even when she tries to help. And she came to sit down with me for a cup of tea before she started helping me around the house. And she said, you know, I went out for dinner last night and my mother-in-law had phoned me just before I went and she spoiled the whole evening for me. And I stopped and I said, do you know what? She didn't spoil the whole evening. You chose to let her spoil the whole evening because she said something nasty, doesn't make it true. And it doesn't make it necessary for you to take it on board unless you choose to. She is a very sad old lady who, when you offer her help, she bites the hand that is trying to quite literally feed her. She's bad tempered and she's quite unkind. That's her problem unless you choose to make it yours. And she thought about it for a while and she thought, you know, you're right. 
I had the choice to go out and enjoy the evening with my friends or to dwell upon what my mother-in-law had said, bearing in mind that her mother-in-law has always been unkind and quite negative and bitter, really. Um, and as I said to her, she's not going to change now. She's well into her 80s. She's had over eight decades of honing the skill of being sharp and unloving and ungiving. Are you going to give her that power? So just as I have this glass of water here, I can hand that over to you at your choice whether you take it or not. So ultimately, you are the arbiter of the quality of your life. And I know what you're gonna say, but life is difficult and life is very challenging at the moment. But both I and my guest have experience of life being incredibly challenging. But we can choose whether that challenge defines us or not. So ultimately, every time you look in the mirror, you can see the leader of your life and actually think and feel and act and speak as the leader of your life. Or you can hand it over to somebody else. It is absolutely your choice. Now, as we record this, we're getting quite close to Christmas. And whatever your religious um, uh, beliefs are, um, whether it's Christmas or whether it was Hanukkah a few weeks ago or whether it is um, Ramadan or any religious festival or just simply the family coming round, there are lots of opportunity for you to feel like the victim. You know, particularly if you're the one doing all the catering, you can do all the catering and, and feel tired and fed up and resentful, or you can ask people to help you because you huffing and puffing in the corner is not likely to be seen. But if you're going to do something and you've invited everybody around, then think about how, what's your intention? Are you doing it because it feels like a duty or are you doing it because you want to make um, a, a nice time for everybody? If you go into it resentfully, then the person who's going to have the occasion spoiled most is you. You literally have the opportunity to do it with great heart or to do it and to do it in a, a mean-spirited way. And I would urge you, if you are going to have people around, if you're going to do something for other people, then do it with a whole heart. Choose to do it as the leader, not as the victim. And, you know, parcel out the jobs, you know, you peel the carrots, you peel the sprouts or whatever is your thing so that everybody can enjoy it. They'll take their lead from you. And if you've been someone who in the past has been quietly festering in the background because nobody's helped you and you haven't got the things um, that you need from other people done because you've not asked or because they've said no, then set the intention in your head that people are going to listen to you. Stand up straight, like an archetypal warrior or royal. Um, stand up and own the space. And don't ask in a wheedling voice, oh, please can you, or do me a favor, but just say, there's a lot to do. I'd be um, really pleased if you could help. Will you please peel the carrots or peel the potatoes or lay the table or whatever it happens to be? and start to take control. Be the leader, be assertive, never aggressive, be assertive. 
So whether somebody is actually um, being unkind to you and uh, not treating you in the way that you want to, or whether it's you want some help, then please set the intention. If somebody asks you for help and you haven't got the time, then simply say, I'd love to, but actually I'm really sorry I can't do it at the moment. And just say no, but do it graciously. Ultimately, if you are the leader of your own life, you create the quality of your own life. If you're not the leader of your own life, you're handing over the power to other people. And in doing so, you have to put up with what they give you. And if they don't give you what it is you want, then there's going to be disappointment. So after the break, I'm going to introduce my great friend, Rachel Rosenberg. And we are going to be talking about how if you have a positive perspective, you can have a positive life. And it all fits in with the theme. If you choose to look on the dark side of things, cup half empty, I'm not lucky, it's not fair, then that's the life that you're going to lead. If you're going to have a life where you think, you know, life is challenging at the moment, but actually intrinsically life is precious. And I want to make the most of every day. You know, a really, really close friend of mine died last week quite unexpectedly. She'd been fighting cancer. She's the friend that I spoke of when um, we were talking to Jane McClelland. But sadly, it wasn't the cancer that killed her. She contracted COVID and she died of COVID. Um, in fact, her results were really beginning to turn round, having followed Jane's protocol and, and worked with care oncology. So very sad and very sudden. Um, but what it I thought to myself, I've got to look for the gift in this because it's desperately sad. She leaves two young boys and a partner who's bereft and a family who loved her very much. But what it reminded me of, and I think we all need reminding of every single day, is life is precious. Every day needs to count. And so make the most of every day. And make the most of every relationship. Tell people that you love them, that you care about them, that thank people for the things that they've done. And, you know, don't put stuff off. It's so sad when people put stuff off and then life is caught short, cut short or things happen and those things that they've dreamed of never actually come to reality. So today's show is all about you having the perspective on life, which is life is good and it's what you make it and that you are the leader of your own life. And then life can be incredibly positive. So don't go away. In a moment, you're going to meet Rachel and you are going to love her. So see you in a moment. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. 
Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hi there. Have you ever met someone and the second you meet them, you feel as if you've known them forever? that there is an instant connection, which is much bigger than the relationship, if that makes sense. That was the situation with Rachel and I, that we met and there was that instant feeling that we've known one another forever. And I'm really pleased to be able to introduce her onto the show because she's a very special lady. Let me read you her bio. Rachel Rosenberg grew up in Detroit and began her career in art and fashion. Her desire for financial freedom and the quality of life took her to Chicago, achieving the title of VP of a finance company. A health and wellness company introduction expanded her reach to help people as regional VP. A single mum of three teenagers, Rachel shares her valuable lessons and blessings overcoming personal tragedy. So without more ado, I'd like to introduce you to my great friend, Rachel Rosenberg. Thank Hello, you, Gina. <laughs> Hi, darling. Lovely to have you on the show. I'm so Thank you. Just start off by giving us a, um, tell us your story. You know, how have you got to this place and, and why, um, how is that affecting your life and why is that so important? Everything you shared. Um, but one thing that I wanted, I thought was worth speaking to because this is part of the story and one of the biggest lessons through everything, but in support of what you shared before the break was about not being afraid to ask for help. And in my, in my story, I never, I, I never asked for help my whole life. I made the decision because of a relationship with my father growing up that where he was using behavior and my looking for his approval in a manipulative way. And I finally decided at the age of 14 that it, like you shared, if it's to be, it's up to me, I'm done. I'm not yeah. going to ever ask anyone for anything again. I got this. 
And that pretty much was my, the way that I lived my life for most of my teenage and getting older years. And a brain a snowboard accident left me with a brain injury. And now fast forward to, you know, 52 years old and I had to ask for help. And I think be, beyond many other lessons that in that snowboard accident, that was one of something I was forced to overcome. And I just wanna, if I can share what happened in that Please situation. Do. Please do. And so I, I had almost lost my life to a subdural hematoma and I'm in the ICU and they're asking me for my will and they did not think I was going to make it. And I never thought that, but I obliged. And when I left there, they were very uh, pushing medicine, which, and I had seen a true story, a movie called Concussion about the NFL and they had the 12 Pittsburgh Steelers football players had the same brain injury as I suffered and they all committed suicide. So I was so afraid to take the medicine and I, and they pretty much said, if you're not going to take the medicine, good luck, God bless. And you're not going to ever get back more than 60% best case. And a holistic neurologist was given to me and it wasn't until I suffered a, a mini stroke that I reached out to him and the plan was after he guaranteed me that he could help me was that I needed to come every single day and it was about an hour from my house three and a half hours of therapy and an hour back and my only option because I couldn't drive myself was to ask somebody. And I asked my 80 year old now father to, if he could drive me. And he said, yes. And Gina and listeners every day we drove together and every day there was a lump in my throat asking him and putting upon him and, and not only did he drive me and sit there for three and a half hours and bring me home, but he was then going and getting my kids and taking them to their after school activities. And every day, the feeling of putting upon him and, and, and feeling so uncomfortable about it. And one day he starts crying on our drive to the doctor and he says, I can't help but thank you for asking me to do this. He said, I was in one of the worst places of my life and you gave me purpose. And because of that, we reestablished our relationship and he got really, really, really close to his grandchildren. So don't be afraid to ask for help. And I think a lot of us, we love to like give and give and give and give. And for me that, that came from, and maybe for you can relate from looking for external resources to fill me up, to make me happy. Like Gina 
you share, giving away the power to other people. Mm-hmm. And when you find it within yourself to be your biggest fan, and I know it sounds, it makes a lot of us feel uncomfortable, trust me, but it's life changing. And when you don't allow other people to help you or ask for help, you're taking something away from them. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I was on a course, and I, I talked about this in an earlier show. Um, I was on a course, and we were the the theme of the session was about giving help, asking help uh, for help. And I was talking to my partner John, and he said, "Do you like?" helping people I said it's who I am it is actually uh, there's a comment there we can be angels to each other without knowing it sometimes and I think that that's so true so so thank you for for contributing Uh, and so John said do you like helping others and I said I love it it's who I am and he said well what a bearing in mind at this time I was wheelchair bound so he said, well, what about receiving help? I, no, I feel really uncomfortable asking for help, fiercely independent. And he looked me in the eye and he said, you do realize how unkind you are being. Mm-hmm. And I, I was taken aback and he said, you get a lot out of helping other people. Why would you not give other people the chance to help you? Mm-hmm. And I thought about it long and hard and it really made me consider how I behaved. And I mean, things didn't change overnight. If you want to hear what happened soon after, to listen to one of the earlier shows, but I had a very salutary lesson about uh, asking for help very soon after that. But it really changed my perspective on things. And there's a difference between asking for help because you need it, uh, Mm -hmm. I think, I'd be interested in your take, and a asking for help and being a victim um, and not thinking or doing things for yourself um, when you can. You know, Mm -hmm. there are, my mum used to call them the washing up makers and the washing up doers of the world. You know, don't be a washing up maker that you you sit there and wait for everybody to, um, to, to sort you out. There is a difference, I believe, between that and asking for help and doing that with it real integrity. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be interested in your take on that. Do you think there's a difference between people who are constantly getting other people to do everything for them and they're quite capable yeah. and those who are doing it because they really need the help? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I always say, like, blame, justify, and excuse, you know, where no, they don't take responsibility for themselves like you were yeah. sharing in their life. But also one of the blessings that comes out of asking for help and allowing people to help you. And Gina, I know that you'll be in, in on the same page with this is your relationships will change. And because like Gina was sharing, you're, you're speaking your truth. You're asking mm-hmm. for help. You're creating a more honest and authentic relationship. And if somebody doesn't want to help when you need it. We don't know what's going on in their life sometimes, but it just, it's, it's changed. It's brought me closer to the people where after the brain injury, I had COVID. And again, 
I I needed somebody to go to the grocery store and pick up my medicine and it's we all benefit from that. So my both parties. It's amazing. You know, it's interesting. If you're watching or listening to this, I want you to think about how you feel if you go and help someone else. And I think again, I'd like to make a distinction. You talked about previously that um that helping was about getting external validation to make you feel good and i think there are many people who who do that and put themselves at the bottom of the list uh, they don't take care of themselves they're, they're so busy looking after everybody else because that's the way they get to have a a, a positive relationship with themselves because they don't actually love who they are now mm -hmm. i've listened to your recent tedx talk which i think is absolutely brilliant the title of your talk is what secure your own oxygen mask and i'm thinking when you're taught when you're sharing this this is something we hear over and over our whole life for you know unless for, if you've ever been on an airplane and even if you're traveling with small children or people who need your help and that is, I believe, such a metaphor of life because yeah. it, it. so many of us feel, I, I always felt that like this is selfish, self-love. Self-love is selfish. Yeah. And most of us are doing for everyone else, like you mm -hmm. said. And then at the end, you're a mom, you're, you're a leader in some way, shape or form in your life. Yeah. And, and, and you can't give from an empty from an empty place no. and many of us are you know and then we become resentful and then we have not we we were now we're doing it for other reasons and it's and it's those aren't the relationships it's amazing when you can love yourself enough and and come from that place where you know you're already worthy and deserving mm -hmm of whatever it is you're looking for. Just so important. But at a practical, I mean, that is just vital. And I think that we need to let that settle. But on a practical note, if you fill yourself up first, you've got more to offer other people. Mm -hmm. If you're running on empty, eventually you're going to burn out and then you'll have no choice like because you'll be ill or because you'll just not have anything left to give. And so self-care, and, and there's a difference for me between self-care and self-indulgence. Mm -hmm. So for me, self-care is not a piece of chocolate cake. Um, well, maybe one piece of chocolate <laughs> cake. <laughs> but it's not constantly um, feeding yourself or drinking or going shopping. Self-care is about you know preserving one's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health in order to be better resourced, not only for yourself, but for other people. And I think so many people misguidedly think mm -hmm. that if they are always focusing on other people, then they are, they are better people, um, mm -hmm. rather than recognizing that self-worth you know, you are enough that you you are important, no more important than other people, but you are as important as other people, I think is really, really important. And the way I say to people is treat 
yourself as you would a really close valued friend um, and when you do that you won't go so far wrong so tell us more about your talk and where people can find it they can find it at tedx on the app we're also sharing the link i believe and it's also on my website rachelroselive.com and it's it's about everything we're talking about through the growing up and we i the worthy and deservingness is just it's life-changing and the other thing I, I think is important to share with the listeners and again i gina and i were just like i think we were separated at birth but uh i i the the message of the message of we were just talking about worthiness and self at any at any age you yeah. can change your path so i just heard recently that the average age in the next few years is going to increase it what people's average life will be 125. okay so Right. Okay. So, with that in mind, I there's so many people that I meet, and I say, if time and one, if time and money weren't an option, what would you be doing right now, or would you be doing what you're doing? And so many of us think this is this is all I know, or this is what I've done for, or you're in the golden handcuffs, and you're how how can I do something else because yeah. this pays my family, my the bills. And at any age, if it's if it's to be, it's up to you. <laughs> it's up to me. It's up to you. Yeah. And and it's so important to know that. And I I think one of the things that when as far as just sharing the TED talk was the power of to sum it up, the power of pain, perspective, and positivity. And I, I think that so many of us, we feel the pain and we want to numb the pain, whether it's through binge watching on Netflix or eating or drinking or any way to numb it or yeah. ignore it or deny it. But the pain is where our power is. And Gina, we share the, the overcoming when when we look to our pain that's where our power is because anything that we've overcome or we've made possible for ourselves could share could our hindsight could be hopefully somebody's foresight and we Absolutely. take it for granted yeah because that i feel like the 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 power of your pain is where you can be in alignment or or look to seek in alignment for your purpose there's um in 1952 there was a runner his name was roger bannister in the olympics <laughs> and one of my favorite stories about roger Ban bannister was up until 1952 no one had ever run a four minute mile and he did that year and what's amazing about it was in the preceding three years, 27 more people ran that in four minutes or under. And because 
he showed them what's possible. Now, mm -hmm. all of a sudden it was doable. Yeah. And so that's what I think if you've overcome something or you're overcoming mm -hmm. something, you have the ability to help others and going back to helping and giving and asking yeah. for help that imagine if you were able to overcome something tragically that somebody else is ready to give up suffering the same mm -hmm. thing. That's how you can help others. I and think that's incredibly true and powerful, but I think as one manages the challenge, whether that's a physical, a mental, emotional, um, a spiritual challenge, that's where the growth is. You know, in your bones, you've got a growth plate, haven't you? The growth plate is where the actual bone grows longer, it grows stronger. And actually the challenge, the pain is where your growth plate is. When everything's mm. going wonderfully, we don't actually grow very much, do we? We don't learn hugely from that experience. But as we go through life's trials and tribulations, and that life is full of trials and tribulations, isn't it? That's where we can grow. And one of my concerns about how our society is, is how often people reach for medication mm -hmm. as soon as life gets a bit challenging. And of course it is challenging, but then they're anaesthetized. So they don't learn the skills. They don't develop the resilience to be kind to themselves and to actually get through it. They don't reach out for help to lead themselves. They get mm -hmm. reach out for help to deaden the challenge, to deaden the pain. And in doing so, miss out on some of the growth. And I do appreciate it is challenging. It, it you know, life can be really tough, but yeah. ultimately we are equal to it if we allow ourselves to be. And Gina, we're in proof I, of that. Yes. And and Gina, I, I had a girlfriend that lost her husband at a very young age. Mm. And, you know, turned to medicating herself. And like you were saying that the, the pain doesn't go away. No. It doesn't go away. You, you, and so the pain can either launch you, right? Or it can take you down. But what yeah. happened was she numbed her pain for three years until she finally wanted to take her life and her power back. But guess what happened? When she stopped taking the meds to, to numb the pain, she never grieved. So now mm -hmm. she was grieving three years after the death and everyone else had moved on. And mm -hmm. it was absolutely heartbreaking to watch yeah. her I, having to go through that alone. I just need to say, we're not suggesting that if you are on meds of any sort that you stop taking them. Please don't no. think that. You need to do that <laughs> no. under medical uh, supervision. <laughs> But I do think it's interesting. They've done quite a lot of experiments, particularly with young people, uh, mm -hmm. where they know that that uh, antidepressants actually can make things worse for many young people and bring on suicidal thoughts. That they have found that a combination of um, talking therapies and getting out in nature, getting close to animals, finding something that they are passionate about and mm -hmm. you know volunteering and helping for others for example can 
shift things really effectively even when for a long time things have stayed stuck in that in that merry-go-round mm -hmm. and so you know the title of this is um positive perspective positive uh, positive life if you believe something is possible like roger bannister and it's an this is an example that i love to use um if you believe it's possible you're halfway there if you believe it's not possible it's like trying to open a locked door because that limiting belief that you can't do it it's not possible just shuts everything down mm -hmm. and so if you're watching this or you're listening to this we're close to the end of 2021 and it has been an incredibly challenging year you know, one of the things i would suggest you give yourself the gift of opening the door of possibility mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. can start with you recognizing that your perspective is your reality but it's mm -hmm. not the only reality so mm -hmm. at the moment i'm looking into a camera and what i can see is my banner from behind but if i look beyond the computer i can see the doors into my courtyard I can see the room, I can see the Christmas decorations. My perspective changes because I've shifted my perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's true of your life, isn't it? You know, when you mm -hmm. had your snowboarding, I mean, you glossed over it, but there you are, you've been taken to the emergency room thinking they'll just give you a, um, you know, a pill and send you home. And you're told, we've got to, you know, operate you, you're not likely to to survive you've got two young kiddies three. your perspective <laughs> three sorry your perspective on life in that moment did a huge shift didn't it but that didn't define you you came through it and you made the decision quite actively that you were not going to let your medical situation define who you are in your life and your evidence because you are so positive and that you help other people, but you look after yourself. And that's a real tribute to you. But it's something I believe we all have the capacity to do if mm -hmm. we make that choice. I love that. And, you know, the positive perspective is it's I think I had the blessing to be born with some rose colored glass lenses on my eyes. Yeah. But did you ever hear the story of the shoe salesman for the goes down to South America and he's working for this big shoe company and he gets down there and he calls them and he says, cancel the orders and book me a trip back. Nobody wears shoes down here. And then they send the second salesman down there and he says, quadruple the shipment and extend my stay nobody wears shoes down here imagine what we can do so it's totally did you know that picture where when yeah. you change the way you look at things the way you look at things change and it could be Absolutely. a vase or two women yeah. and and that is definitely i believe and it, to what you're saying gina this is that is the biggest part, I think, is to look for, ask yourself in the worst situation, what's good about this? Yeah. I have my snowboard in my living room and because 
so many blessings came out of it. Yeah. And like Jean is sharing, many times our blessings and lessons are in hindsight. But if you know that they're there and it's up to you to find them, it makes it so much easier to overcome whatever obstacles because you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And Absolutely. that's what you're going through for. And I think, you know, I think back now to my, I had a ski accident and, you know, uh, for various reasons became wheelchair bound. For those people who've watched the show, I became a principal or head teacher of a, a large school. Um, and I ran my school for 20 years, mostly from a wheelchair. And I've often said, I would love to think that I would have created the same approach to developing the potential of other people developing leadership, which is the backbone of my business, whether you're talking about an individual, a couple, a team, a whole organization. I'd like to think I'd have done that anyway, but I am honest enough to recognize that I had to find a different way because I couldn't physically get into classrooms. I, I couldn't physically do it the way that I would have done, which was the traditional way of doing it. Mm -hmm. I had to find a new way. And it was incredibly and continues to be incredibly successful. Mm -hmm. That gift has not only been great for me, but for the thousands of people that I have helped. Mm -hmm. And that, I believe, came out of what could have been seen as a huge tragedy and a very negative thing. Mm -hmm. And I know you too help many, many people in a very different way as a result of your accident. Mm -hmm. I, I, I believe, I hope, that's my goal, is to inspire hope and transformation. It, it was transformational. And I think a lot of times people who go through tragedy or so many things that have happened over the past year that they want to give up and or they want to get back to how they were before. And yeah. you and I didn't have that opportunity. But again, that was a gift to us and to others because mm -hmm. we, and still trying to figure out, okay, I can't do what I could do before. How can I be in this place and make an impact and, and, take advantage of where I am right now instead of fighting to get back to where I was, which is never yeah. going to happen. I can remember I was on a, a course and there was a speaker there and this guy was a quadriplegic. Um, he had been traveling home from university to go home um, to actually um, go and get uh, engaged to his, his then girlfriend. Ah. And there was a terrible traffic accident and he um, became paralyzed from the neck downwards. And he was in the hospital and his mum uh, and his girlfriend were coming to see him. And he was very angry and very upset. And you can appreciate that a young guy was 21, 22. He was a sportsman oh. and he could um, he could do pretty well. Nothing used his eyes to. Um, uh, to, he could speak, but he couldn't do anything else. And they set up a, a possum, I think it was called, so that, that he could open the door and close the door with his eyes. Um, great technology. 
and he he talked quite he was wheeled into uh, onto the stage to do this talk and he said it was about six months after the accident and he said I was being an absolute I won't use the word because it's not very polite but he was <laughs> and his mum came in um and she sat down and she said to him I love you very much don't like you very much at the moment but I love you very much and you have a choice you can either go on being angry with the world and looking at all of the things that you can't do or you can choose to make the most of this life and see what a difference you can make. Okay, your body doesn't work, but your brain does, your mouth does. What are you going to do with this? Yeah. And initially he, he reported that he was very angry with his mum. You don't understand. How would you like it? It's all right for you. You can walk around. You can do all of these things that I can't. And she said, well, I'll leave you to think about it. And off she went. And over the next couple of days, he obviously pondered on that and thought, what am I going to do? How am I going to turn this round so that my life, I make a difference in this life? And the first thing he started to do was to, to actually stop being angry and rude with the everybody was trying to help him back to the helping theme. Um, and then he started to work with uh, people to help him have the technology. He became a writer. He became a motivational speaker. He worked with young people. And I was so struck by this guy who had had such a hard time and had changed the perspective to make it a positive one. Now, we've got two, less than two minutes left on the show. So uh -huh. where can people find you, Rachel? Well, hopefully by you soon, but I am at um, rachelroselive.com has my contact information and Facebook, LinkedIn, Rachel Rosenberg, uh, Instagram, yeah. and following you and your show. And Thank I'm you. so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you for being such a great guest and a great friend. Thank you for joining us. What I hope you will take from this is however dark things seem that actually you can navigate your way through if you want some help then please reach out reach out to Gina uh, Gina um, at genuinely-you.com um, and you know we're there to help you um, please recognize that you can help others very quickly Rachel has chosen um, as her project for B1, well, we didn't get to that, I'm sorry about that, for B1, G1, buy one, give one, um, is to provide education, because education is the way out. So, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. For those I of you, you listening, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Please spread the word, get people to download. For every download, we, start, we are um, donating to B1, G1 meals for the hungry. Please help us help other people. Stay safe and become the leader of your own life. Take care now. Bye-bye. See you next week. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcast.